Tiny will run, but there is only one fist of the North Star. When you can take the pebble from my hand, it will be time for you to leave. Ninja, the tea party's over. Welcome to another episode of the Asian Action Cast. I'm your host, Sam. Today we have special listeners and viewers and We don't people. have viewers. Ah, we, we don't have, have listeners. Any. We, we don't, don't do this on the YouTubes. This, this isn't a... Yeah, we don't have anyone. Behind the curtain. <laughs> this is our first special monthly event. Oh, yes. Incorrect. Incorrect. What? We did a Halloween special last year. Oh, oh but dear. we didn't know there was going to be a Halloween special. <laughs> that just kind of happened. <laughs> kind of happened that way. All right, so this is, this is our first dumb thing. It's called Anime. Whoa, we're real smart. Whoa! Zany. And what do we watch? Uh, we have Scott. Hello. <laughs> oh, yeah. We watch Scott what? We have Nathan. Hey. We have Chris. Hello. We have Michael. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. Anime. Annie May. Yeah, I don't, they don't need that point of that. It's, They're it's not May. Dumb. It's May. Anime. And we're watching Anime Shun. Anime Shun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a wacky and zany start to the anime episode. It took yeah. us no, eight hours, but we did it. Oh, good God. It took us a while to decide what the hell we were going to watch. Yeah. Holy shit. I think initially we were sort of like, oh, we should do a live action anime. Like, yeah, like a like a... Yeah, an anime that's been made into a movie. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. then we're like, no, nah, let's actually Live watch action. an anime. Let's watch an actual anime. You know what's hard nowadays is watching an anime that's not a series. That's true. They don't make anime animated feature length films much anymore. Like before, they had like Akira, Ninja Scroll. Well, Akira wasn't. That was only part of a series as well, anyway. But the movie was released as like a feature length. Yeah, it's not Nova. Yeah. No, that's it's right. Only like one of the Topicons. Yeah. And I mean, like, when I grew up, I was watching anime hand-in-hand with, like, Hong Kong action cinema. Yeah, yeah. It used to... It was never very... Like, it, it, and this movie shows that. It, it was never very... It always made it, didn't make as much sense because it was all based on other things and you were supposed to already be aware of stuff a lot of the time. Yeah, because it was yeah. based on the manga. Can I, oh, can I start before we start with the movie? Yeah. Do you regret the choice? No, I kind of enjoyed it by the end. It was fun. <laughs> the beginning, I was like, mmm, because we, we were watching it dubbed, and I was like, oh, God, it sounds awful. Oh, Yeah, English. I mean, uh, I think gen- as a general rule, you guys sort of tend to go with the subversion and try and keep the, in- the integrity of the uh, original voice acting and or track of the whatever yes. the movie you're watching. Yeah, we do. So it was, it was interesting to watch uh, this, because I haven't seen it before. I, re- I heard somewhere that with um, Japanese animation... They record the dialogue after the animation, whereas with Western animation, they record, they do the animation, they record the dialogue, and then they animate to the dialogue. Oh, I don't know. I think they do it at The Simpsons, right? Traditionally, yeah, yeah. Mm, um, I don't know. I, I've seen shots of them trying to like get them to match it as well. So I, I think it depends on the production. 
Because, I mean, like, you watch... I mean, obviously, they're dubbing over a Japanese cut, but, like, they'll just talk, and the lips will be talking, and they won't pause. Like, they won't have a natural pause. Oh, I see you've come all the way over here, and I'm about to say this and this and this and this and this, and now you stop talking. And that happens a lot, like, in the anime. That always makes me laugh. Yeah. Oh, I see you are here now. <laughs> so this is... Uh, everybody looks like Farrah Fawcett in this film. What is the film, actually, I should probably say? Fist of the North... Stop. Fist of the North Star! There was not as much hair metal in this as I was hoping there'd be. No, there's a lot of hair, though. Yeah, the opening <laughs> credits music wasn't in it. It was weird. So do we agree that the opening, because it's the dubbed version, it was a different opening? I don't know if it was a different opening than the movie, but I do know that I've not seen that beginning before and I have watched this movie before. I immediately said, let's watch something else. Because it was slow, it had creepy, like, quiet music. And it didn't have David Attenborough talking at the beginning. <laughs> I hate I hate narration. I generally hate narration. And if it's not like somebody cool, if it's not someone telling me that um, before order chaos reigned, <laughs> <laughs> monkey. Yes. It was a pretty casual sort of yeah, narration, and the, and, the, and the reading was super like laid back. It was like eh. it sounded yeah. like a like a educational video from the 1970s that you would get in class. Yeah, like a PSA. Yeah. This is what happens to and the he environment. Had that near whistle in his voice as well. Yeah, he, like, yeah. <laughs> Old man whistle. Oh man, kid, yeah. gather around for this story. <laughs> Put a pop filter on there or something. <laughs> also, there was a very casual title card that said, "Finally, humans have destroyed the world," and there was a shot of the Earth and some explosions. Yeah, it took finally. A it was like Heidi before that. This was, this was during a period when we were all very environmentally conscious, uh, just prior to the planeteers being uh, introduced <laughs> into the world. Um, so actually, well, who's seen this before? I've seen was, it, but years ago. You saw it. Scott, you've never seen this I've before. I've never seen it. I've, I've, I think I've seen GIFs and clips and bits and pieces. Yeah. Chris, you've seen it before. Yeah, a couple yeah. of times. Yeah, like, I, I saw this in like 1993. Yeah. I saw this when it origi- originally came out, and I saw the, uh, there was a 90, what was that, um, the movie, the live action movie that was made? Yeah, yeah that was, was 96, I think, if with, I got that right. With Mr. Gary Daniels, yeah. which was horrible. A true masterpiece. Um, a true masterpiece. You're all un- uncultured Philistines, and I won't hear a bad word said against it. <laughs> so, uh, so this, watching this sort of takes you back to that late 80s, early 90s, when we sort of, I guess it might be different for you, Sam, but... I saw Mike, Nathan, Christian. We watched Akira at Nathan's house, and there was, there was this drip feed of these anime movies like, yeah, like w- Wicked City, Ninja Scroll. Eventually, yeah. it was like Tokyo Metropolis, whatever that one. Cyber City, yeah. Oweedo, stuff like You're that. Sick one. Yeah, so they, they were distributed by this company called Manga Entertainment, and um, I always thought it was funny because it's called Manga Entertainment. Distributing anime movies and people would like, have you watched any of those mangas lately? And it was like people didn't know what they're talking about. It was kind of funny. It's very elitist of you, Scott. Yeah, back <laughs> Get it day, right. Back in the day, never, no one knew anything. Yeah, that's what I mean. That it's reminds a, me of that time. Yeah, it's very odd thinking back to... Like, I think about it now. Japan was in the, in the boom times yeah. in, like, the mid-late 80s when the, all this stuff was happening. That we just had money to burn on dumb shit. Well, I wonder whether anime is, like, a relatively new term because I always used to refer to them as mangas when I watched them. <laughs> and there's also, uh, just quickly, um, in, this, in this movie... There's clips of on the old manga entertainment DVDs. Had a little montage at the start with like set to a Celtic Frost song, and we'll play like some clips. And there's a lot of clips. Far yeah. Beneath. 
And a lot of the clips from that montage are in this movie. So I was like, oh, I, I know that bit. I remember that bit. You remember yeah, that the bit. montage always seemed to like, it was like their first wave of films. They had yep. like little clips from the first wave and they kept going. But it, I believe it was a UK company anyway that mm. um, had the rights out of Japan and got released in Australia on the same form. There was also so. a company called Kaseki, which made anime ones or distributed anime ones. And they had like all the Overfiend sequels and some other weirdo movies. Oh, yeah. And, yes, uh, Legend of the Seaman Penis. <laughs> <laughs> that was more of like tanks and, and buildings collapsing, but yeah, there's a bit of that too. I think part of the allure for me for watching something like Fist of the North Star or any anime really is the ultra violence. Yes. Uh, the ultra gratuitous like nudity and just the, the bullshit that happens, you know? It was so different to they, your, your uh, mum and dad American cartoon, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it is, yeah, th- that's the right word, gratuitous. It's yeah. The, is the correct term. That's the like as a kid you're like holy shit and a lot of it's disappeared now. Like a lot of that stuff doesn't get made really anymore. I know it's bullshit. When was the last time I saw a movie where we saw somebody eviscerated with intestines coming out? Well, one punch man a little bit. <laughs> but they're not people. Intest Yeah, that's right. They're not people. Yeah. They're not trying to tell you a lofty story about, you know, sex. I mean not sex, redemption and uh, like this movie is trying to this is probably one of the most artistic films we've seen <laughs> okay I, I would say that the reason we're not seeing a lot of it is because of censorship laws uh, especially in Australia like and a good, exa- good example of this is with the video game industry we can have R-rated games but certain R-rated games aren't allowed in, in Australia which is ridiculous you know and I think that's the same with happening with the movies like Back then when these were being released, things were a little bit looser. We, you, know, you could have R-rated movies and they were R-rated, so you couldn't, if you were under and you couldn't get them. But now they're very select on what is considered R-rated to bring in. Well, I, I think the, the sense has changed as well because back, back in the day, I don't recall being fussed at all about the gratuitous violence and so forth, but I remember um, they've recently released, I think you were talking about it earlier, the the loop in the third goal on and i remember i was looking at some comments on it from some american viewers saying oh there's a bit too much blood and violence in it and i was like thinking mm, i'm pretty sure there's not i'm pretty sure i've seen worse <laughs> i think i think <laughs> you've you, ever seen 80s you guys are all correct anime and, and uh, you also mentioned how it's kind of breaking up into series and shows now as opposed yeah, to feature well, films feature films just aren't as big as they used to be mm. i mean you get your, your your what is it your name and all that kind of stuff still, but it's just Miyazaki that's really doing Miyazaki it. Miyazaki, well, your name wasn't Miyazaki, but yeah. Mm. Is that I think name? too, like if we went through and got all the old mangas, uh, mangas. I just don't <laughs> think there's, there's just not got, the money in it anymore. I if, don't think. If we went and got all the old anime, the money's in TV. That yeah. What we've seen back then and watched them all over again, I think we would probably notice that half of these were absolute crap. Oh no, they are, and that. The budget for them was like something, you know, like because back then they were just like they were pumping everything out. Yeah, but there's definitely a there's there's been a decrease in, I guess, the money that they put into them in the first place. Like Akira, you can see that money on screen. They just don't make them like that anymore. They make cheap 3D shit. I don't know. Anyway, well, let's get into it. Let everybody strap in and let's take a walk down nostalgia lane while we take you back to the halcyon days of extreme violence. So this, uh, I'm, I'm going to skip the whole beginning bit where they They talk about man, of, they talk about destruction. Ah, there's pictures the of water. Gets blown so up. long story short, the yeah. Earth is, the nuclear war happened and this is what happened after. Yeah, people done fucked up. It, all know, North is, Korea won. Although they did, they did, <laughs> I, I, there was, didn't the, didn't the uh, voiceover actually say there was something about a meteor? 
I don't know. No, you guys kept saying, you kept waiting for a meteor to hit because you didn't like the intro. It looked, yeah. You wished a meteor into existence is what happened. So the real story <laughs> kicks off and it introduces you to... Uh, Kenshiro. The world Kenshiro. where boats float in the sky. <laughs> you what? Yeah, there's a float in the building. <laughs> for oh, some yeah. reason, the animators love putting the boats shots of crashing destroyed into the buildings. Destroy mm. cities and a big oil tanker skewered in a skyscraper for no reason. Apparent reason. Yeah. Cool. I presume the Someone was really high. happy with that, though, because it appears at least three more times. It, it was more yeah, aesthetic yeah, choice like the by the architect, you know. The, yeah, the buildings. So we've got uh, Ken Kenshiro, mm-hmm. and he's uh, he's getting being pushed around by some some dudes, and they're being headed by a guy called Shin. Yeah, apparently they were bros. They were bros at one point, but now there's a hoe. Yeah, there's a bro, <laughs> and this is what happens when a hoe gets between bros. And Shin's all like, "No, no, no, I want her. She's mine." Julia. Julia. Apparently, she's important because of her giant forehead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's better than a giant vagina. So, Julia's got this massive... Is it, though? <laughs> Julia's got... Uh, she's blonde, and really, she, she has Redhead, no, isn't she? Is she redhead? redhead. She's kind of red. Ah, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> so she's red Through the entire movie. She was Julia the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder uh, why I killed him. So, Shin really wants Julia, and, uh, and Ken doesn't want Shin to have Julia. But Ken can't do shit, really, because... Yeah, I don't really understand this. What, what the premise of this is, um, it, Shin has been talked into it by... Um, th- there's four, four brothers. Rao, Shin, uh, Ken, and... Jaggy. 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 He so needs some anti-aliasing in that shit. Yep. They don't, oh, they don't video say game it, reference. They don't say it in the film, but like, if you do some research, they're supposed to be four points of the compass. Fist oh, Fort Fist North Star, Southern blah, blah, Southern Cross. Uh, I can't remember what East and West ones were called, but that's 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 the background on it. Anyway, so they're all four brothers in the same dojo. Not I don't, real I don't think brothers. they're actually related. So, but anyway, Jackie so, Chung, Andy Lau, Leon Lai. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, um, Shin decides to make a move on Ken. Um, Ken is reluctant to fight. At first, because he's been named the successor to uh, their master, uh, Hei Kenryu, I think his name is, or Ho Kenryu. And, and they're like, ooh, so you're he, the golden he basically boy. Attacks. <laughs> he, he, Shin comes along and says, I'm, I'm strong, you can't protect Julia, I'm going to take her off you, and he's reluctant. And then they jump in the air and do this kick, and Ken ended up getting the worst of it. And um, Oh, well, well, his... his- like the insides of his elbows and the backs of his legs just start, start explode in blood. Piss in blood. It's and like then, a Donnie Yen film. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, uh, Shin goes, oh, Julia, you're mine. And Julia goes, no, nah, I'm not doing it. So he gets his henchmen to pick um, Ken up and then he starts poking holes in him. With his fingers. With his fingers. And then after he hits the seventh hole, like Julia says, all right, I'm yours. <laughs> Stop. You'll kill him. The, the seventh hole on Ken, not on Julia. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then they walk off with, uh, with Julia. And um, then... Uh... <laughs> and Julia says, sorry, Ken. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. The voice acting in this, like I know it's a, a dubbed and there's maybe f- a handful of voice actors all doing the same voice. But some of the vocals for the more tense ones like very casual. Like, oh, yeah. sorry, Ken. Sorry. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> Bye, call me later. Have a good time now. I kinda, I'll just add on, you know how um, back in the day you wouldn't notice as much, but 
they only had so many voice actors that yeah. would do these types of things. So my brain just kept picking up on the. There's a list of credits there, but I think that's a bunch of bullshit. That's a bunch of fake names. There's three people doing all the same voices. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but the, even the voices that are in there, you're like, oh, I've heard them in. You know, you, yeah, you said I've, you heard I've them heard from Robotech. Couple of Robotech and. And even some of the producers of, of the, the edit were Robotech producers and stuff as well, actually. Yeah. So, um, so anyway. while this is going on, his other two brothers are up on a hill, what, the little snivelling uh, jaggy going, you can beat him, Raul. You should go down there and beat him. Hey, why don't you go down and beat Shin? Why don't you go down and beat Shin? I'm, a, I'm a, supposed to be a manipulator, I'm, but I'm really bad at it. You know what that is? That's Spike is my friend because he is big and strong. That, that old yeah. Bugs Bunny thing. Yeah. So Rao, who's named after the uh, red son of Krypton, I believe, um, he is like, he doesn't do shit. He just stands there and he's like, I'm scary looking. Yeah, I'm scary looking. And he probably doesn't want to pick a fight with Shin because he probably doesn't think he's good enough. I just, I just want to point out too, before we go on, like this, this, this whole... Um, film has a big sizing issue and <laughs> like with the way these guys are drawn i know it's supposed to be after a nuclear apocalypse it could be radiation and all mutation and all this other stuff but but Raul looks like he eats a fucking black bear daily for fucking breakfast you know like he's just this big refrigerator of a man yeah i, I always find that um, this amazing in this movie like it's a post-apocalyptic world there's hardly Everybody any food people are fighting but everyone must get their protein because they've all got massive six packs. They're all ten feet tall with <laughs> arms like tree trunks. It's, it's incredible. They got huge packs. They'd be like two thousand and fifties fit. They're just like <laughs> super fit. Even even like the even like the peasants. Yeah, in the even background, the yeah, even they the look peasants. pretty built. They're all jacked. Built. They're all jacked. They're all stacked up. Maybe that's all they're eating. It's, it's just like, protein. It's like Rob Liefeld did all of them. Yes. <laughs> it's so windy there. Shoulder pads and all. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe they've gained so much muscle from pushing against the wind all the time. Well, you know, they're probably, they're probably just like, they're all on ketogenic diets because all they're eating is people. So it's just like no carbs. <laughs> hey, people and cat food. Before we go any further, this movie, I believe, is cut from the series. We think show? that might be true. It's either that or an over or something because it definitely skips around a lot. I read that they, the scenes of extreme violence were not present in the uh, series mm-hmm. and they were in the movie, so I'm not sure if they just put those in. That's quite possible. Yeah, okay. um, I don't know. They're like, well, because we, we, uh, it's not on TV, we can yeah. now put whatever the hell we want in. Yeah, that's right. All right, carry on. So carrying on, uh, Ken is left for dead and uh, his brother Jaggy kind of picks him up and says, ha-ha! Now the fist of the North Star He's not Nobody no. seems to be The fist of the North Star Throws Ken into a canyon And then does like A finger press Into uh, the side of the cliff And makes the cliff Kind of fall down On top of him Yep All the while laughing Hey, Hashi, I, It's like Homer Falling down the cliff As we said As we were watching it And I think then It's when Rao shows up At, um, at his father's house the- the dojo, my friend. The dojo? The dojo of Ho- Horuken. Horu- is that his name? Horu- Ryuken. Ho- Ryu- I-, I love it. It's Ryuken. <laughs> He's so Street Fighter. He looks and like Master Goken from Street Fighter. Lame. And he says, uh, Rao says to his master, I'm the strongest now. I thought he said, I'm in Bison. I'm in Bison. <laughs> and uh, his master's just like, yeah, you're strong, but you've got no perception. And strength without perception is useless. And I was thinking, yeah... I don't think yeah, no. And then and then Raul goes to prove that that's fucking totally wrong. Yeah, by so smashing. So he psycho crushes. <laughs> he uh, yeah, just just trashes the dojo. 
Just yep. to prove how strong he is. Crushes two statues between his biceps. He probably crushes something else between his butt cheeks. <laughs> and then his master's like, get the fuck out of here. You're destroying the last bits of artwork in this destroyed world. What a douchebag. You're not appreciating the art. And, uh, and then he does leave. After killing him. After master. killing the master. Well, sort of. He's just, he, he never moves. He's kneeling down. Yeah, he's, but he's, yeah, coming, yeah. he's got a blood piss out him. Pissing out the bottom yeah. of him. Yeah. He never got up. He had to go to the toilet. <laughs> he has a bladder problem. He has <laughs> a liver. He has, he has kidney failure. Kidney failure. failure. He's yeah. the only man that's actually sick in this world. Again, it's so windy there. We need house that radiation. And then there's a weird scene. Can we just stand and put a little bit of time on this weird scene? Raoul goes out and yells out into the clouds and then it shows him weird pictures of shit. Yeah, it's like he's having a vision in the sky Yeah. of like... Astronomy? Yeah, it's weird. It's like dead people and then planets. Yeah. And I thought for a second we were going to see Cybertron. <laughs> <laughs> it is very Transformers. It is very Transformers. I mean, like, if you're talking about a sizing issue, it's kind of like in one scene, Megatron's like the heart size of the house, and in the next scene, he's like the size of a person. Transformers did have sizing issues. Yes, yeah, yes they did. Yes, they did. But, I always yeah. remember in that, it's nothing to do with this film, but I always remember there's a scene where... Devastator essentially can uh, is probably is two or three Optimus Prime standing on top of each other. Then in one scene, they come around a corner and his leg is the size of the Empire State Building and he's just like this most colossal robot ever built. This is so hilarious. We have the attention span of goldfish. <laughs> like, but I want to know what people think that scene was about because what the hell is up with that scene? I have no idea. i got a theory on it. A really quick come theory on. is that there's a big mystical power. It's kind of like the Force, but he, he's getting the... Because he's become the fist of the North Star, there's a special power around it. I'm sure it's got to do with the uh, manga, and he's asked the world to show him what his destiny is, where he's come from, and things like that. All right, and here is Jupiter. What's that got to do with my destiny? I don't know. All right, so he does that. The the end. Yeah, he's king of the shit hill because there's nothing left. It's just all wasteland. And he doesn't want anything to be left. Well, no. I mean, like, what's the? He's happy with just conquering dirt. (laughs) King nothing. And, uh, and now we go back to... Well, we don't go back to anything. We go to just random kids driving in a car, trying yeah. to run away from bikies. Which and needed cooler music, because that music sucked. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good yeah. music. It, was, yeah. it wasn't the worst ever, but it was not as hard rocking as it needed to be. It was animation at its poorest. It needed, like, cool hard rock or some kind of awesome 80s synth, like Wicked City or something and like anyway, that. And anyway, so they're driving this little cart that is a, is a cart in some scenes and then a, a car in other scenes. It's mm-hmm. big, then small, then Size, big. yep. And you know what? This cart, this car cart, just disobeys the laws of physics so oh, many yeah. ways. It goes up buildings, it goes upstairs, <laughs> it goes downstairs, it goes through walls like uh, Bugs Bunny. Oh, man. It falls down the building like cliff length and yep. they just, you know... Land and start driving. But thank God they were wearing seatbelts. All right. Yeah. Yep. Those there kids was, live. Seatbelts save, guys. Buckle up. There was a young kid. There was a boy, and he has goggles on. Uh, probably around what, roughly Naruto's age. Original Naruto, not Shippuden. And he's driving with a little girl who's like little, and she doesn't speak. She's a mute. And these big bikes. And this guys. is where I get really confused by the timeline, because they say she hasn't spoken. Since before, Since before the war. the things happen, right? But she's pretty young. But everybody's fucking crazy. She can't be older than four or five. And all the buildings look like they're dilapidated and they've been... Yeah, you're yeah. right. There for like a decade or more. Yeah. You're absolutely. How right. long would it take for people to go, you know what? You know, it's time only, to be Mad Max. My only thought was maybe there was more than one war. 
Maybe. Oh, Multiple yeah. wars. Yeah, and that's Come on, movie. Remember. Try harder. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's continue. Sorry about that. I had to derail it. Anyway, so, so the, they get caught. They get caught and these big bikey guys, like one bike is holding her by the, her head, basically, and he's going to snap her neck. And, and, uh, and this guy's the size of a freaking mountain. Well, he starts off looking like a seven or eight foot tall dude. And eventually turns into... A 10-foot tool. Yeah, like just massive. This is what I love. You guys will let the 10-foot guy from 7-foot go, but you're more worried about the timeline about when this girl was around. Well, yeah, that matters to me more. Like the other thing is just like almost... It's almost okay. The size thing is almost okay because it depends on where, like how mean you have to be in the, the period. Like, you know, when you've got to either be evil or... You know what I mean? Like, oh, is this guy hard? He's real big. You know, yeah. that's fine. Like I get that. But time frames is important, man. It's important. It takes a while for people like to decide, mm, time to Mad Max. <laughs> time to Mad Max in this joint. And so there's this scene where the guy has got the girl on the ground and he's stepping on her, trying to crush her. And his her. foot gets giant and giant. Oh, his foot's huge. His foot's the size of this girl. And she's like, she can't talk until she does. Um, but she doesn't really talk. You can tell that she, something happens because there's like a lightning flash. And then suddenly, like... It's that classic anime sound effect. Like, yeah. Ching! Ching! You know, like when Monkey Magic calls his cloud. <laughs> and then you see, like, this stone golem kind of <laughs> pop out of the ground. And I said this. This is probably one of my favorite character introductions of any movie in any genre of any medium. Well, it's fucking badass. He it's just starts badass. smashing buildings down. He just walks and a building falls on his head and he just walks through the building. And then it breaks in half. And then under all the mud is... A guy in a coat, like it's a, what is it, a hoodie? Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like two different reveals. He's covered in mud like a golem. Yeah. And then he's in a cloak. And you know what? It's good to know that even in a post-nuclear wasteland, the 80s still never died. (laughs) Rock never dies. So he walks over and uh, people run up to him and they all kind of grab him, but they actually just tear off his hoodie. And then underneath it reveals that it's Ken with a beard. A rockin' Jesus beard. You, you're a little bit ahead of yourself there. Am I? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he, they don't tear off the hoodie first. The first he thing kills he does, he, he kills all of them by touching them and their heads explode. Oh, their heads explode. He doesn't take that off until he goes after the... The, the, sec- the second one. Yeah. The I just want to describe in graphic detail what we're witnessing when somebody's head explodes. And Scott, you enjoyed this immensely and I enjoyed you enjoying this immensely. <laughs> that he would touch somebody and their heads would bulge and then suddenly their heads would burst like a ripe banana. <laughs> And their eyes, their eyeballs would pop out of their heads, and they're like their brains. It was like putting on bloody mess and fallout. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. No, I just want everyone to know, like this isn't a touch where he just like tai chi type. He's actually punching, elbowing that. But they, whenever they fall down or fly across the room or whatever, then they hit a wall and they're like, oh, that didn't hurt. Ah! Yeah, his power of the fist of the North Star is to have a, like a delayed reaction when he punches them. And he instills them with incredible fist power. It's like these tumors just grow up and they go, and their eyes are all grotesque and it's fucked up and awesome. And then fisting people left and right. He kills one or two, (laughs) I can't remember how many. But then he he fights like five of them and he doesn't even really fight them. He just kind of goes, flick. Yeah, knee here and elbow there. Yeah. It's like his normal stride, except he just puts a fist at the end of it, you know. And everybody's dying around him. He's sweating flies. Heads exploding. And one guy, like, flies into the other guy who's holding the chick and just splatters on him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then just kind of peels off, like, wet paint. This is where you see the, the sizing because they started off all the same size and then he's holding the kid above his head 
and he's grown so much so that the guy who flies into him doesn't even... It's like just on his chest. Yeah. <laughs> Is this where he does the Bruce Lee fist of flurry? Yes. He goes... Yeah. Yeah, like it's fantastic. It's like the E-Honda <laughs> It, it is so funny because he contrasts his casual dubbed voice of, you guys better be careful or I'm going to beat you up to... <laughs> it's so stupid. It is. I mean, clearly they're, they're taking it off Bruce Lee. He's, he's like, you know, he even looks a bit like Bruce Lee. Um, and he just punches the shit out of this guy. And then he explodes, doesn't he? Yeah. No. What no. happens is... He uh, he does the fist of fury and then he punches him in the no- in the nose or the forehead, and he's like he falls back and he catches the girl in his hands. Yeah, and he turns around and the guy gets up and and like he sort of does this thing and pops his forehead back out. Oh yeah, and he goes and he goes to stand up and then he turns into the size of Bruticus. With a giant fucking sword that, like, you know, could slice whales in half. Which was just a knife before. <laughs> it was just a knife, and he's like, "I'm gonna fuck you up," and he goes. You're already dead. And the next thing you know, he's like, what? I'm going to... And then he just like, that's it. Game over. Head explodes. Body goes to, you know, things flying off. And then uh, Ken does the, you know, walk away from an explosion carrying the girl. (laughs) He's a cool dude. He's a cool dude. And then uh, is it here where the the other kid is like, oh, she hasn't spoken. Is there anything you can do? Yeah. No, he says, why did you come? We were at least a mile away. Two miles away. He's like, I heard a call and... (laughs) <laughs> he's like she can't speak she's mute yeah she's a mute well I heard her you calling me a liar boy <laughs> <laughs> then he just sort of does he just turn the switch on on the back of her head and yeah, he yeah fix, something like that he fixes her mutations also yeah, the, 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 the translation of the dialogue here is a little creepy he's like I'm gonna touch you and it's gonna be a bit uncomfortable <laughs> oh man <laughs> very pedophile yeah show me where he touched you on this doll <laughs> Anyway, he loves to fix people by, you know, aligning their chakras or some shit. <laughs> he's a chiropractor. Yeah. He's like the wasteland chiropractor. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's like have, have this kale smoothie and, and do some yoga in the morning. And, and you'll be fine. He <laughs> does it twice. You know, that's the power of a chiropractor. If they give you an alignment, it can either help you breathe better or make your head explode. Or speak. <laughs> he, yes. He's very powerful. Yeah. So they, they get to talking and they talk about, like, the seeds he's got. And he's like, well, they're very special. And then he fucks off. No, no, no. He goes to sleep. Oh, that's right. And then he's called out to fight those guys. Because he's dreaming about Julia. Julia. And it's quite funny because they, what they've done is they've put him in this room and they've locked him in. Like, he's this guy that's just killed all these raiders that nobody could stand a chance against. They've put him in a room and they've, put a, they've locked him in with the, the little kid who's driving the car. And then he's like talking to him and he just falls asleep. Yep. And the next thing you know, these bandits come out of nowhere and they're like, we've got the little girl again. Give us all your food and we'll leave you alone. And the guy's like, well, we're not sure, but we believe you. He's like, well, I'm going to kill this kid anyway. The girl screams again and he wakes up, literally bolts up. (laughs) Like the Undertaker. (laughs) Bolts up on the Undertaker. And I'd made a joke slightly previous before that maybe he shouldn't touch anything because he just makes everything explode. He's got the Midas touch. He's got like the Midas Midas touch of it. Midas touches of, of explosions. But as soon as he gets up from the bed, the bed explodes. Yeah. <laughs> Everything he touches. touches and then the, the door, door explodes when he tries to leave. Yeah. In slow motion. Yeah. He just the splinters into a million pieces. Yeah. And then doesn't he kick a rock into the guy's mouth? Oh, yeah. But the guy bites it and just chews it up. <laughs> yeah. It out. And he's like, hey, who did that? Come forward. And I in that really weird... Uh, stuttery voice. Hey, come forward. Who did that? I, I, I'll fight you all. It was me, Dick Face. And then it's like funny because he's walking towards him, holding the girl, and these three guys run at him. 
They don't throw a punch. They grab his, his, his robe or whatever it is. And this is where they're like revealing. Oh, they reveal him. And it's Ken with a beard. And they're like, they run past him holding the, the robe and it's like, huh? Oh, 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 oh. And they go to run after him. And that's when Ken decides to put whip ass on everybody. More heads explode. More, you know. Body's gone. Oh, there's flying. intestines and there's a visceration. <laughs> and just a little bit of trivia here. They actually, when they did the first uh, animation of this, it was incredibly graphic and they got some complaints. So what they did was they added some uh, filters and they made it a little bit blurry to kind of balance. Which we is why at it, it looks like shit during these scenes. Yeah. We I actually couldn't it. imagine it without it, to be honest with you. I think it would lose its impact. I don't think, I think it would look fucking amazing. I think it would look awesome. Um, but apparently the original uh, the original stock was lost, really destroyed. Yeah, so that anything the home release didn't none of the home releases had the original print. There's some nerd who's got a copy, but only trade you from some other rare shit. You won't sell. <laughs> it's on VHS. He, he, he only needs the proper snuff films. That's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> he wants the Zapruda film in, in good quality. He only trade for it. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So Ken saves these people. And he's like, see you later. I'm out. I'm out. He has a, sh- that he has a wash and he has a shave. And this, this, this is what I've always wondered. He's I always got- thought that was the last of their water too. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> They're in the desert and he's got enough to wash and shave. I just like, if he's so powerful, why doesn't he just like point his fingers at his face and go, be gone, beard. And just like, you know. But no, he actually gets a knife the beard off his face. Off. <laughs> Can you imagine the shaving cut he'd get? <laughs> he'd bleed to death. I almost expected like the razor to not be strong enough to cut his beard. It's like the, <laughs> the problem that Superman faces. Because like one of the guys in the beginning did fire like a, he's got a crossbow and fires it at him. Yeah, and it, it hops into him and he pull and he doesn't flinch. Pulls it out. There's a little bit of blood and then that's it. Yeah. So it's like okay, all right. That's cool. a bit annoying though because the building did just fall on his head, <laughs> and he walked through it like it was nothing. But this arrow goes through. This paper plane comes into his neck and he's bleeding all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, movie. Come on. Have some consistency. Consistency. Internal consistency. Um, So anyway, um, we then cut across to some other guy with white hair and blue get-up on. Yeah, he's called Uh, He's got a pink pink robe. Remember that? He's wearing a pink robe. He's fighting a guy with two nunchucks. And the guy with two nunchucks is like, I got two nunchucks. I'm, I'm Johnny Chuchucks. <laughs> Johnny Chuchucks, and he's throwing these things around. And, and he's, he's like, you got to keep, you got to stop that. You're making this dust fly everywhere. <laughs> it's your fault that this place is so dusty. It is so wind. windy. So windy. <laughs> and uh, so this guy with the two nunchucks is fighting this guy called Ray with the white hair. And uh, the, the guy Ray is like, I just want to find out who this guy is that calls himself the Fist of the North Star. And the guy with the two nunchucks is like, no. I'm not going to tell you. I'm a douchebag. And there's this great scene where they both run at each other uh, and then there's a couple of like swishes and you see every time Ray moves his hands or his fingers when he's fighting, there's like light trails. Yeah. And you see like laser trails. It's kind of like he's doing some bullshit Tai Chi. He's in a trance movie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's got like glow sticks in his fingers. If only he had a whistle. He likes to follow the trails with his eyes. And he goes past and then you see the close-up of the nunchuck guy's face and he's like, ha And then uh, Ray goes, you might need these. And he zooms out and he's holding both the other guy's arms. <laughs> and the guy's like, ah! I really like Ray's power. Like, he's, he's like, like, 
Fist and Lothar blows up people's heads. Yes. Right? He blows them up good. But Ray cuts people like he's got laser hands. Yeah. And the funniest like thing pieces. about that, that scene is when he throws the arms at the guy with no arms, he and tries to, he actually like uses, he tries to catch him with his stumps. It's, yeah. it's fucking oh, great. There's meaty stumps. And he kind of says, oh, talk to me and I'll, I'll save you. Otherwise, you'll bleed it. What's going to sew him back on? Yeah. <laughs> He'll just cauterize the wound. Puts a Band-Aid on there. Oh, you'll be right. You'll be right. Um, I like how the, 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 the meaty stumps yeah. look a little bit like video game food, like, like a video game, <laughs> like pot roast Red or wizard is hungry, <laughs> needs food. <laughs> um, so he finds out where this guy, uh, the Fist of the North Star, the old town is. And he goes there, and there's like a group of guys, and they're just terrorizing people there. Like, so right, bow right, down to the fist of the North Star. There's yeah. a little bit of see. Ray's actually looking for his sister, and yes. and um, he's heard that his sister is being held by the fist of the North Star, man with seven wounds, and it's in this town. So that's why he's chasing around, going for um, trying to find this guy. So he goes to the town, and there's obviously the. Um, there's a statue of Lord Jaggy with his helmet on and everything like that. And his he's lucha sit- mask. <laughs> and he's sitting there and like there's a guy buried in the sand up to his head and neck. And there's like dead bodies around him. And they've grabbed a guy out of the crowd and said, you've got to pay respect. Here's this giant axe sword thing. Cut you guy, this guy's head off and we'll let you live. And the guy goes, uh, and he tries tries to do it, but can't do it and then <laughs> this guy comes from behind him with a giant fucking mallet and just smashes the guy's head just kills him straight out drops him like a sack and then ray comes out from the crowd and goes um i'm gonna basically kill this guy and the guy he punches the guy who just killed the the normal villager and they, and they go to kill him and he goes wait wait this guy's got spunk Hands him the sword and goes, okay, you cut the guy's head off. <laughs> Ray just goes, sure. <laughs> Puts the axe in the bad guy's head. And the guy goes, huh? That's the wrong guy. And goes, oh, silly me. <laughs> he, he says, I've got a splitting headache. And joke straight out of like Captain Planet yeah, or something. Joke straight, joke straight out of the dub handbook. Oh, my gosh. And he dies. Yeah, of course he does. Yes. He's got an axe in the head. Yes. Uh, and I don't know that Ray actually ends up killing everybody, right? Because that's when that's uh, when Ken, the actual that's when Ken shows up. Yeah, he's like, I'd like to know who you're talking about as well. Like, who's the statue of? Uh, and it's you know, he's like, Nah, it's not the fist of the North Star. And that's when Ken reveals that the the statue was of his brother Jaggy. Yep. And he punches the statue. He smashes it, yeah. and then he goes, "My brother always had a glass jaw." <laughs> oh, <laughs> two, two zing awesome to the statue! <laughs> this is like a Marvel movie. It's got comedy. It's got extreme violence. It's got. Oh wait, no, it's nothing like a Marvel movie. It's got extreme <laughs> violence. Anyway, cut to Jaggy with the sister being essentially a sex slave, but there's no actual sex shown. But it is kind of gross. Anyway, it's implied. She's cleaning his shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Her eyes are shut. Yep. And she always says stuff like, "How? What can I do for you?" How can I service you? So it's it's kind of implied. Yeah. He's like, clean them better or I'll make you lick them. He's like, uh, yeah, go get go. me my whip. Yeah. <laughs> he says, get my whip. He speaks out of turn. He's like, you've spoken out of turn. Get the whip. He's got this breathing thing. Like, he sounds like Darth Vader. Yeah, like he's struggling to breathe. And that's because he is. And you can't see his head or his face. He's wearing, he's wearing a, a, a mask. Yeah, it's wearing like a dominatrix mask. And you can't see what's going on. But then... The, that's when I think Ray shows up with Ken 
And then, uh, it takes a little bit of time for them to get so there. So they both it's, sit down and have a, a word. There's a, conversa- there's a whole night conversation with those two kids. Somehow they're together again. I this is where it got a bit weird. I don't know how they found each other again. Because all four of them are sitting around at some point. Oh, and they're just talking about shit? Yeah. Yeah? Because, like, Ray says, like, um, I don't know if you're lying to me or not. Um, let's call a truce until we find my sister. Oh, he says this to Ken. Yeah. yeah. And Again, if- the voice acting is like, hey, good idea. We should call a truce. <laughs> Terrible. It reminded me of that dialogue between Chai Yun-Fat and his buddy. I really gave her one. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, good. Yeah, I did. Oh, oh friend. Yeah. I was so hung out last night. <laughs> <laughs> it was really stilted and horrible, but that could have been the dubbing. Anyway, yeah, probably. Uh, may have been, may have not been. Who knows? So eventually, let's just go, get going to the place. They get to the, where his brother is. Right? And they're yeah, great yeah. setup. <laughs> then, yeah, like it, it doesn't matter. He, they, they get to the place where the brother is, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, hey, if you come near me, I'm going to shoot the girl in the head, right? But... If you antagonize me enough, I'm going to fight you or some shit. And it's funny how <laughs> Jaggy, fuck? in this entire world, there's gasoline, there's motorbikes, there's cars, there's all this stuff. He has the one gun that's available in the entire world, and it's a sawn-off shotgun. Yeah, I, I do love that Mike, Mike t- talks about it, j- talked about it just then, but it is really funny. Like, Jaggy sp- specifically says, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to work again. So he, te- Ray, he tells Ray that he's got the gun. He's pointing it at his sister. He says, if you don't kill my brother... If you don't kill the fist of the North Star, then I will kill your sister. And so they start having a little bit of a fight. And then uh, Ken goes, oh, he's just a coward. He's afraid to face me. Don't, don't fight me. You know, we'll get him. And, and he's like, I see your plans. I see your plans. And then he just does exactly what he wants. Yeah, he says, I see your plan. You're not going to goad me into a fight. And, and then, then I, I, you goaded me oh, into a fight. Let's, let's <laughs> fight. And oh, no, let's not fight right here. Let's go up to the top of the freaking building. Yeah, so they're at the fight up there. They're at the bottom floor of a building at this stage, and then it cuts to them at the top of a, like a fifty-story skyscraper. Yeah, they could have fought all the way up there. That would be great. That probably took them two days to walk up there. Yeah, with like because there are no elevators. Breaks. It would have taken forever. It would have been yeah. like that scene in Ghostbusters when they're getting to the top of the. Where do these stairs Fuck. go? They go up. Oh Jesus! Just casual chit chat on the way up. Yeah. You like any sporting teams? <laughs> What's going on with you? Have you spoken to Dad? No. I think Raul was the last guy to see him. Do, 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 do. Now, uh, but there's also a little bit of a flashback here as well, uh, where it shows it, fro- it, shows it from um, Jaggy's perspective. It's like, it's a first-person view. He's got the gun out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then, like... Pistol whips uh, Ken a bit. Yeah, pistol whips Ken a bit, and then, then Ken just beats the shit out of him. And the reason yeah. they've shown this is, in the beginning, um, Jaggy's got his head covered in bandages. And he said, why is he covered in bandages? He looks like a mummy. Anyway, um, he runs into the dojo, Cosplay. goes after Ken, and like is saying that, oh, you, you're, too, you, you're the youngest, you shouldn't be fist of the North Star, I should be. And he's pointing a gun at him, and he, he, as Nathan says, pistol whips him a little bit. And then Ken goes, you know what? If you're going to be acting like this, I've called your brother all this time. I'm not going to put up with it. And then puts a beating on him. And he basically does the Bruce Lee fists of fury. And Jaggy's sitting there with his head. All his hair gets flown off his head. His head starts bubbling. And he's got to try and save himself. And he, he puts his thumb in his neck and his head to try and stop the swelling and... That's why he's all wrapped up in bandages and has his head in this mask to stop him from exploding. Mm. If this is the scene, I think it is. I thought the animation was quite good. Yes. Like the first person perspective and he kind of falls. Yeah. Like the animation, say what you will, it's, it's 80s anime. It gets a bit rough in some places, but I thought that, that scene was quite well done. You know, one thing that it's really hard to do in animation is have like a, a hit 
feel visceral and kind of like, ooh, that looked like it hurt. Because the eyes are bugging out of their head and yeah. know, cheeks are puffing out. And just the timing and just the way that, you know, when you see it in a, in a cinema or if you see like a Jackie Chan film, you can have a look and the stuntmen sell it. All of that stuff sells the action. But in a cartoon, you have to animate everything. In this film, I did feel like when somebody got hit, you'd be like, ooh, that was a good connect. That was a pow. You know, I can't say hail to the stuntman because there is no stuntman. Um, but it did feel kind of visceral watching it. And this was a big fight scene between Ken and Jaggy. And it was pretty good. Like, good fight scenes. They're both brothers, though, so they both do have the ability to cause that delayed explosion, I guess. Because there's a scene earlier which sort of uh, Jaggy's asleep, takes his mask off, and he's got a, a blanket covering his head, and his henchman comes in and goes, Jaggy, and he pulls it to have a look at his face, and it shows what he really looks like. He's got, like metal parts in his head to try and, and, and like tubes going throughout his brain to try and stop the swelling and the blood pumping through. So, um, and like he hits that guy and he flies into the wall and he explodes. So Jaggy, while he's not as powerful as um, Ken, he is more powerful than a lot of people out there. There's this horrible scene, though, where they, they break open this cask of like oil and Jaggy lights it on fire and then everything just has a terrible red filter over it. Yeah. Can't see shit. And they have this exposition where they're just talking. And I I couldn't pay attention because I was too busy trying to squint my eyes to figure out what the hell was going on. (laughs) But basically, that's just saying that Jaggy um, betrayed him. He told Shin to do what he was going to do. Yeah, but again, it's a bit of a dick move by Shin either way. Like if I went up to Sam and went, Hey, Sam, you should go and fuck with your friend's girlfriend. She doesn't need him. That's essentially okay. <laughs> and then he tells her that Julie is still alive because he believed that she was dead, and he then like goes Super Saiyan on him and just fucking makes the whole building collapse. Drops a building, and then um, he goes up to Jaggy and just does the whole massive big punch and <laughs> he does all and, that. Yeah, and then Jaggy's like, "I still won. You've lost your girl. You've lost he goes, everything." He goes fucking crazy. Yeah. I'm the fist of North Star, me! <laughs> An explosion! And then Ken goes, what a waste. Yeah. As if he wasn't responsible for all the shit that just went down in the previous five seconds. But it wasn't actually what a waste, it was... What a waste. It goes for like five seconds. He says that right. those oh, three seconds, so sentences, like words in for like five no. seconds. It's like what he's, a waste. Like he's John Wayne. Like He needed like the, I guess you could say, he puts the sunglasses on, it was a... Waste and then like the who kicks in. He's like DJ Caruso from my <laughs> CSI Miami. Oh man! So, so the thing about Ken is that he's so one note. This whole movie is so melodramatic. It's like an episode of like Young and Dangerous, not Young and Dangerous, Young Re- Young and Restless, I don't know. or like Days of Our Lives, or one of those daytime soaps. It's very melodramatic. All of the, all but it's of the also conflict. ultra violence. It's weirdly tonal. It's tonally weird for us nowadays. If you could give me Days of Our Lives with exploding guts. I'd probably watch that. <laughs> I've watched that too, <laughs> Victor. <laughs> oh, Victor, you slept with my wife's sister's daughter. <laughs> I'd watch that too. And then Victor comes back like 12 seasons later. I'm back. (laughs) With his head all in a vice because it's about to explode. (laughs) Oh my God, we should do this. We should do this. We're leaving money on the table here. (laughs) That's fantastic. Copy. What is it? Patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. (laughs) Uh, um, So they've rescued rescued the sister who I can't remember the name of. Uh, Yeah, Blind Chick. 
Mm-hmm. She's blind because she's not really, actually He's blind. not really blind, or did he heal her blindness with his? Oh no, she house? closed. She closed her eyes and never opened them again. That's why she's blind. Because she couldn't deal with all the horrible shit she had yeah. seen and done. And he's like, "Look at me, I'm your brother." And she's like, "If I look at you, you're gonna look at me, and then you're gonna see all the horrible shit that I did." Yep. Which is really kind of poetic and deep. This movie is really deep. Have I mentioned it's arty? It's sort of. It's it's art. It well, it is art because they made it. It's like pictures that move. Yeah. <laughs> they drew it. And he's like, yeah, whatever, just open your eyes. Yeah, so... It's art in the way that pornography second, is art. This is the second time Ken does magical switches. Oh, yeah. And he makes her feel better or something. No, he brings back her memories. Is that what she said? Is that he, what he said? Yeah. He couldn't make her see, but he could bring back her memories. Well, she had to open her eyes for that. Yeah. And, uh, and she's I like, I can't remember blind. that chick's name for the life of me. I just... Was it it's U- gone. Is it Urea or something? Uh, Urea? Urea? I don't think it's your ears. No, it's her eyes, not her ears. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, well done. Well done. There's two kids, they show up just in time, and one of the kids got this flower that's grown into oh, a I see that's grown into a flower. And, and this is part of the, the problem that we have with the time in this movie. It's not really apparent how long it's been since he left that kid, but then the seeds that he gave her like a few scenes ago and now the flower grows. Ah, it's pot. probably a bean sprout. They grow in a day. <laughs> Was that chick's name Rebecca? No. Becky. Becky? No, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Fuck it. She's not important. She disappears from the film. Literally after the scene, she's gone. She's probably got like a classic Asian name like Mandy or something. True. <laughs> so anyway... Um, wait, wait, wait. No, all right. She shows her the flower. Yeah, that's what I was and, getting to. And, and, oh, okay, go. She yeah, cr- shows her the flower. She touches the flower. She goes, it's a flower. I wish I could see it. And she's like, bitch, open your eyes. <laughs> and she does. <laughs> and she sees it. And they're so blue. Yeah. Like all the other females in this movie have blue eyes for some reason. I will say, though, for animes, these girls are, like, bucking the trend of not having, like, triple F-sized breasts. <laughs> they're all very normally sized. In fact, their triple F breasts went to the, to, to the main girl's forehead. It's just the triple F forehead. <laughs> Julia's forehead is yeah. very large. But so is that little girl's forehead. Her forehead yeah, is also Her forehead's are massive. And all the guys have, like, triple F breasts, too. Triple F abs. Yeah, abs. And they've all got, like, their legs are so long. Yes. So long. Their shoulders so broad. And they're all wearing knee pads. As if it's really like it's a big hazard of falling on your knees all the time. <laughs> well, you can't see. It's so windy. <laughs> <laughs> is this where we get... Now, now, is this where we get a cutaway again to Raul's army and random Why do you keep army? calling him Raul? Isn't his name Raul? He's <laughs> like a Spanish dancer. Isn't that his name? No, Raul. Raul? I keep Raul. thinking... Raul? Like, yeah. Raul. R-A-O, Raul. Raul? I keep thinking of Raul Julia from Street Fighter. Yeah, Raul, I keep thinking he's going to bust out in like a dance. That's why I was saying M. Bison, my friend. Yeah. We cut to Raul. Don't turn off the light. Anyway, okay, so Raul. It was just Raul. Tuesday. Raul. 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 But you're like, you, you, you cut to the army, this, this massive army making a bunch of dust, by the way, and they, they don't notice this army marching, this massive army. It's huge. It's ginormous. And it's about to fight another ginormous army. Too we were joking because there's like this giant dust cloud and then it cuts to all these cars and trucks and things. <laughs> we're going, wow, that's like a traffic jam. And then there's a dude on the horse in front of them all. It's like holding them all up. Yeah, like, but that's Raul. Come around me. Come around me. <laughs> You're in the middle lane. <laughs> and also that horse has to be... Fucking huge! Oh, massive it's horse. Big. It's like, like they fed every other horse that has survived to that other horse just to carry Raoul. This scene's cool, but it's like uh, I feel like they they didn't really need it. 
maybe. Oh, it was a cool. I mean, it was had, just no, a show. No, no, no. It's, it's important to show exposition that Raul trying to conquer the can world. Throw the fuck down. Yeah, because he just kind of comes out of nowhere. It's like, oh, he's a badass now. Yeah, oh, okay. exactly right. They need they need to show that he's real real strong. So Raul's when he comes up to another army, which is led by this gigantic bass player from a seventies metal band. It looks like <laughs> Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan hit I like the gym hard. Man, Randy Savage. Yeah, he's much a man, Randy Savage. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's about 27 feet tall. Uh, 27 to 49. <laughs> He's big enough that when a, a ninja jumps at him, he, it, his head lands in the other guy's mouth. <laughs> yeah, his whole upper torso is yeah. in his mouth. He's like, all right, he just holds on for the next yeah. so like the, rest of the scene. Mm, I'll just leave it in my mouth. It's like a sucking pop. So the, the like two armies charge at each other, and all the, all the little underlings go and slaughter each other. Yeah, and I'm always, uh, these are things I really don't like. It's like, you've got all these underlings, right? But... Why don't you like you know Yip Two is so superly powerful, then why do you even bother with underlings? Yeah, like, the underlings there's no point to underlings even being there. Hundreds of thousands of underlings slice each other up, and that's when Genghis Khan uses his power to turn his flesh to metal and presumably grow to the size. It's like uh, Rita Repulsa's thrown down his staff and said, Grow And he says, I'm made of metal now, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. As if we didn't know, because his voice <laughs> is all modulated and he's like yeah. shiny. I also like the fact that he's like what is this magic bullshit? Man, you just turn to metal. Yeah. <laughs> That's some magic shit. Yeah. You have to be, if you can turn to metal, you've got to believe in magic. Like, there's got to be a rule. Like, at that point, that shit ain't normal. It's science. That isn't science. That's magic. He's metal. He's metal. Anyway, so he, this is pretty great, though. He just walks through the opposing, like, uh, through Rao's army. Just eating people and crushing like they, them. Like, 15, 15 dudes are climbing up and he just smashes them against his stomach and there's just blood everywhere. It's fantastic. Swats them down. And oh, we, we, we missed um, we missed a fight scene where... Oh, no, um, Jaggy's bodyguard, the big fat guy. Oh, yeah, we did miss that. Big fat bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. I, ironically, this, back, this big guy is played by Vader, a wrestler named Vader in the live-action movie. <laughs> yeah, she does the guy pretty good justice. Yeah, yeah, he... Oh, okay, yeah, so Ken kicks, kicks essentially a hole in his fat yeah. And then punches into there, and then that's how to he which dies. he explodes. He, he to explodes, be but there's no corpse. Yeah. No corpse. No blood, no anything. No nothing. Punched him a lot. Yeah. Mike's yeah. right. It's like, eh, but it's, it's funny to see. It's it, like, is, it is pretty funny. Anyway, back to Raul. Raul and, and uh, Metal Genghis Khan. Metal Genghis Khan makes it to Raul, and then Raul does magic, and he goes, eh, magic? What the fuck is that shit? So and he lifts, then, lifts up his hand, and pretty much the dude flies backwards through a mountain. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then uh, explodes. He's got a couple of dents in his face. And I actually really like this part. The dents on his face, he pops them out. Like, as if he's like, like... Like his metal face cracks into like different shards. Yeah, and then it cracks and then like... And then where the cracks are, they kind of like... pops out, like the flesh underneath pops yeah, through. Yeah, I like thought that was really cool. But, it, but it's clean. Yeah. yeah. Like it's being cut into like... Like what would it, what would it be? Like, oh, like belly? Like... like Pig belly or something, yeah. you know, like, like like a press that yeah. squeezes out. If yeah. he was stone and made out of quartz, and it kind of like pokes through the crystal, kind of like Superman's Kryptonian crystals that come out. <laughs> uh, and, but imagine that the top is crystal, but the bottom is flesh. Yeah. The, the bottom is pork belly. It's pork belly. Pork delicious, belly. delicious, soft, moist pork belly <laughs> underneath that heart. Anyway, he'd be dead. And it's one of the most blood curdling screams in the entire film when he explodes. Mm. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Mm. And then uh, I think Rao looks on. He's just like, hmm, yes. Finish off the rest of them. Yeah. And, uh, so then we cut to um, 
Shin, I think, and Julia in... Having a lover's quarrel? <laughs> having a, a domestic. Quarrel, but it's apparently so fucking stupid. They've been having this quarrel for like the last three years or however well, how, long been. Again, time is not of no consequence. We don't know. So. If, but I feel like they have had the same fight since they got together. And yes. it looks like they've been together a while. He's been blue-balled this whole time. <laughs> he's so needy. And she's like not having a bar of it. She's like, oh, well. And he's you know like, what? maybe if you gave me a you little affection. You know I didn't love you when you got me. There's all these jewels and diamonds on the floor. He's like, I give you so many gifts. Everybody would want these gifts. And she's like, well, you know I'm not going to change. And he's like, well, you know, thing, you might change eventually. And I'm like, man, she's got about as much chance of changing as you have. Like, you might change. Look, in, look inside. Holy shit, there's layers, Nathan. It's like an onion. Maybe he just needs to look at himself. Sometimes when you think the world has turned its back on you, maybe you've turned your back on the world. And so this goes on a little bit. <laughs> and then what is is this the bit where like Shin and, and Raoul eventually face off? Yeah, no, but like is there a scene I'm trying to think is there a scene in between that because that's what I think happens next, right? Is that someone like he's he says we're going to like Shin City and then so they start Shin marching City. Yeah, they start marching on Shin City. Isn't that what Shitty Walk? Yeah, doesn't Shin go, oh, I'm, I'm going to leave and face Raoul? And then he yeah. looks out the window and go, oh, shit, they're, they're here. They're already here. <laughs> no, but Julia leaves because she heard that. Um, no, yeah, the, but no, then but... the dude comes in and goes, what's his name? Jagger or whatever. Yeah, Jaggy's been killed by the real first fist of the North yeah. Star. And, and she then goes, she learns that Kin's alive. alive. She takes off and he's like, We better find her. She, I haven't seen her for 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> There's a gratuitous scene of her taking her clothes off, too. Yeah, but she got no nipples. She got very faint nipples. It looks like maybe they coloured over it for the Western release. Ah, yeah, that could be. Love yeah. it, the U- the U- the Western release. <laughs> the Western release. I love that. That's that's a new thing now. Yeah, Western fake nipples. Yeah. So, uh, so so she dresses into her old clothes that she just happened to have. She goes around. to escape through the basement, and then it's like a in the only musical, working elevator in the entire building. There's a musical interlude, seeing a bunch of corpses in the subways, mm. and then she, she walks up the them. wall promptly to be. Grabbed by Raoul. Yeah, like in the city of that looks pretty fucking big. They're having to run in, into each other. Yeah. Coincidence? I don't think so. I think that's fate. <laughs> magic. Fate, magic. Fate. Raoul ran into Julia. Anyway. This whole movie is just surrounded by this one chick, Julia. Yeah. She's special. She's so then, special. Then Raoul goes upstairs to meet up with Shin, and you think there's going to be a massive throwdown? Cut the scene. Yeah, nobody cares about what happens no next. No one cares about what happens to them. They're literally like, I'll fight you. No, you, I'll fight you. I'll hit yeah, you. I'll I've hit, come I'll... to take your woman and fight you. <laughs> I, the only thing I can think of is that he was willing to fight his friend, but he wasn't willing to fight Raoul oh, over okay. the chick. Because like, oh, they're brothers too. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm sick. Like, she's, she's been blue-balling me this whole time. You just take her sometimes. Take the bitch. Especially if Ken's alive, because he's going to be coming to kill me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then Ken shows up, anyway, after everyone's basically left. Man, that guy's always three steps behind. <laughs> so slow. That's because he walks so slow he and brooding so everywhere. Slow and brooding, yeah. Yeah. His jeans are so tight, it restricts his movement. And should we just say he's probably walking into the wind? <laughs> <laughs> That's how people do their cardio. <laughs> so, so windy. So he, he walks up the stairs to where Shin's sitting in his little throne and uh, confronts him about Julia and then realizes that she's not there. They have a throwdown fight, which was the most pathetic fight of them all, because it lasts three seconds. Yeah, it doesn't last long. You kind of almost kind of think that Shin is not his heart's not really in it. Well, well that's kind of why we wanted to see the other fight. Because yeah, if like, there was a fight before, well, I'd be was like, he actually oh, he's on injured. death's door yeah. or some shit? Couldn't. I mean, like, he ta- he fights Shin, and then the moment he can't control it, 
like where Rouse hit him, like indents in his body starts popping up. Yeah. In his, his chest and his stomach and all that. And he's like, you know, he's on the way out because um, Ken could have kicked his ass. Mm. Now, we don't know if if Shin was fully powered, not for it, that Ken would have won, but it's a pretty good bet. Now, Shin did say, I guess if I'd known you were going to be this powerful, I might have trained a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but if I hadn't spent so much time trying to get into Julia's pants, I might have actually had a little bit of a chance. I look, like I think me and Nathan had the, or well, Sam also might have had the uh, same thought that this would have been a cooler scene if he walks in because he's sitting on the throne and he, like maybe his head rolled off or he yeah. just exploded. Like he was like, "Ha! I, I killed him and, and faked you out or something like that." No, that would have been cool. It was just like, "Oh, I guess I should have done some more push-ups." Am I right? <laughs> Dead. That would have been like that would have been. Uh, Potent as well because it would have been robbing Ken of his revenge. See, yeah. we should write this movie. Too. Yeah, we can write this movie better. We should dub anyway. this movie again. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he works out that it's Raoul, and he starts walking in that direction. So then we cut to a triumphant return parade in Raoul City, uh, where his entire army's getting cheered on by the, the peasants the, who live the on pe- no food. The peasants. And yeah, it sounds like they're, they're like doing real Hitler salutes, like Sig Hail, but apparently it's ha- Hail Rao. Hail King Rao. King Rao. King Rao. It's like Sig Hail, Sig Hail. Anyway, for some reason, Ray and the kids turn up to the city. I don't know why. And I, I, love, I love Ray's just super non... non like, and his sister's just disappeared. Who the fuck knows where she is? But he's with, the, the, he's with these two kids, and the two kids are just like, what's going on? It looks like a parade. I'm like, man, you guys live in a hellhole. You do not want to go into that crowd. They leave the car. Ray stays in the car and says, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger danger, kids. Stranger danger. Be careful. There are guys with whips over there. Don't. I'm just going to download some apps on this phone. <laughs> Don't bother me. I'm looking at some porn. <laughs> Good parenting, Ray. Well, he can't even keep hold of the sister he's been looking for for however many months. <laughs> sister? What sister? Yeah. Oh, what? So the little girl crawls through the crowd to the front and just as Rao walks past and goes, hang on a minute, I know this feeling, and looks directly at the girl for some reason for five seconds. Again, magic. Magic. And kind of shrugs. So then she crawls backwards to crawl out of his view and moment over. Is she holding the flower pot there? No. Um, no, I think she might have left that in the car because she's crawling. She's crawling. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And then Rao sees her. Anyway, um, then the kids go, hang on a minute, that's Julia in the car in the parade. We better rescue her. I'd recognize her anywhere because there's only two attractive women in we've never seen her before. <laughs> we've only heard it by description. Maybe her giant forehead description or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, he, like, um, I'm pretty sure Ken says, you remind me of Julia. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. And that's right. They're you both also have forehead, a giant so... forehead and red hair. Mm. Anyway, uh, so they, they figure out for some reason that they have to go through the sewers to get into the dungeon. Yeah, the, kid's like, the kid like plays the rogue out of D&D. He's like, I know how to get into dungeons. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Here's the subway. Here's the thing. We'll go down here. We'll do it. And that just happens. Like, they have happens. no problems. Just, oh, look. D20. They're just in there. <laughs> walking through. And then they take the flower with them, which seems kind of dumb. Yeah. yeah and they, and they give it to Julia. I don't they know what significance the flower is because you can't eat that shit. <laughs> Not going to grow Things anything. are growing again. The world is healing. And uh, actually, Raoul makes that point. So Raoul goes down to see Julia in her cage. And is like, a flower? Where did you get that from? And she's like, I got it out of my ass, bitch. 
It's like, flowers can't grow in the dark. Or out of your ass. Flowers die quickly in the dark, but whoever gave her that flower will die slowly. Oh, that's so deep. So deep. So deep. So deep. So he decides the best way to do it is to put her up in the middle of the court on a cross. Again, so deep. challenge everyone to come and tell them who So fucking metaphorical. And I want you to know, th- this is uh, the biggest... Hey, metaphorical. This is the biggest cross ever created in the history of humanity because I'm sure it gets into the stratosphere. <laughs> it's very high. It's very high. <laughs> it's very, very high. And then he's like, he's like taskmaster, like Raoul's taskmaster, holds up the flower and goes, the flower, who knows about it? There's yeah, no holding, hope here. He's holding it between two fingers like a thimble. So this yeah. guy must be like at least 16 feet tall. <laughs> About 16 feet wide across the shoulders. So uh, Ray decides, hey, I'm going to say it's my flower. Everybody's like, who gave me this flower? And Ray goes, fuck, it was me, bitch. What you got? What you going to do? Throw down. So So he he throws downwards, whips guy. He basically says to to the kids too, he says like, look after yourselves. I got this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He proceeds to chop up whip guy pretty easily. Oh, yeah, whip guy's not a problem at all. See, Whip Guy has this, these two whips, these normal standard whips, and goes to whip him, and he, he, Ray does this thing and ties them together, and he makes him look like a fool. And he's got this helmet with two horns in it, and he pulls the horns out of the helmet, which reveals, like, two cat, cat of nine, nine tails. tails. And he goes, I'm going to slice you up. And these whips are, like, four kilometers long each. Uh, wait, I, love, I love the bit where it, this, this fight kind of opens, and, like, the bad guy comes on from the side of the screen, and he's like a giant. It's like a bit of a video game where you're about to fight a boss. It's just giant sized. Like they just sort of superimpose him on the side. Oh, like yeah. A... It's like you have to shoot him in the eye. Yeah. It's a weak point where he flashes. Yeah. But Ray just jumps over him and cuts him to about 5,000 pieces. Yeah. Which is a pretty good power to have. Yeah. Laser fingers. Cut. Yeah. Laser fingers. And then he basically calls out Rao saying, Rao's like, all right, I might have to fight Come at me, boy. Why don't you get off your horse? Come at me, boy. I like that Rao's like, no, I'm not getting off this horse. Why would I do that? I've decided the horse is his power, and I've called the horse Snubbles. <laughs> the horse a, is the source of power for him. He doesn't a, get off the horse. You're saying Rao's actually a brony? <laughs> yes. It's, it's like Battle Cat. <laughs> I, I, I think the horse it was, it actually taught something, and it, is, it can float. It can float. Well, it does, he flies up in the air, does a couple of flips, and then Who doesn't get off the horse? No. I thought, the, I thought the fight scene was pretty bad. Yeah, well, that's what happens with They're super-powered like people because they don't Dragon actually have Dragon Ball Z fists. powering up against each other and then you cut scene to Ken walking through the desert. And you're like, yeah, and then there's better a bit of hand up, metal. Ken. So Ray's getting the shit kicked out of him and Ken's just walking like kind of broodingly through the desert. It looks like he's kilometers away. Yeah. He's so far away and he's still walking tight, right? Tight? Slow. 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 Fucking speak English. <laughs> so he's still walking like really slow and... It isn't until a Ray's just about to lose his shit and die. That then he gets like a flash. Yeah, like the chick kind of does a silent scream. And that's when Ken starts running. And almost the next scene, he's made it. Yeah, so why wasn't he running the whole time? Nah, like shadow step shit. Do it faster. And then like Ray's on the ground and he's pretty. we, we think he's dead. And then like uh, Ken goes, right, Raul, I'm going to knock you out. And then Raul goes, wait, don't do this. Do it for the humanity. Look after children. You've got to protect them. You've got to do this. All this insightful shit. And then he passes away. And then Ken goes, nah. <laughs> you are. And then we get the fight scene, which is one of those fight scenes that's just not fun. Like, you are underselling before the fight scene. Sorry to cut you off, but what we all cracked up at 
he says, who's going to do it for the children? And like in a very <laughs> Helen Lovejoy kind of clutching yeah. at her poles. Why don't of... you think of the children? <laughs> uh, and then they're powering up in true Dragon Ball Z style. Yeah, and I, I don't One like fights like this side. because they're not actually fighting. It's just like laser beams and shit. It's laser beams and the earth collapsing. Yeah. It's Matrix Revolution. <laughs> like the whole city around was just filled with a giant parade of people, right? And then yeah. all of a sudden they disappeared and the city's just... There's earthquakes, buildings falling, Julia's cross snaps, and yeah, like Julia she and falls the kids down. Are just standing there. Yeah, luckily she falls right way up on top of bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> they don't show them fighting so much as moving a bit, but then all around them... It's just explosions. Yeah, it's like a natural disaster. They'll throw a punch and they'll just like move their neck to the, the side like an inch and then the beam will go past them and it'll just destroy a building that's running past them. And anyway, just... it looks like Rao's got the upper hand by the end of it. Yeah, well, Ken's on the ground. He's not moving. Yeah. But Ken no. actually gets a few and, hits on Rao. Oh, I, and Rao has at various up. points, all of their blood is spurting out. Yeah, and I don't think Rao's been hit for like, you know, <laughs> ever in his life. They're both fucked up and then the little chick shows up, the little girl. Stop and the she's like, Stop No, the she's like... Hey, want to talk to you? <laughs> yeah, so she and so Raoul turns around and starts talking to her. Yeah, and it's like, hang on a minute. It's like, man, you shouldn't be doing this. Guess I have. There been has a to dick. be hope for the world. Blah 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 blah. And he's just like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, the bad guy learned something at the end. Like that doesn't happen in these films. Well, what do you think the, the the writer was thinking about with this? Because like. Like if you were if you were at this point, would you like? Hmm, I'm going to listen to this kid because I am really fucked up right now, and I realize if I can't do it now, I'm never going to be able to I, do it. I may as well have a come to Jesus moment now because I left 80 percent of my blood back there. I better come to Jesus right now. Guess I have been a prick all this time, haven't I? Yeah. Uh, 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 it was kind of trying to establish that the girl was like magic. Yeah, like an incarnation of the power that they use or whatever. I wonder she if that's any different in the. the world. So Possibly in it? the manga, it's probably no, no. In, in the Japanese, uh... Uh, could be too. But that's how it feels. It feels like he literally. She comes up, she talks to him about hope, changes his whole perspective on life, and he feels bad about it. It's like okay, and then, and then he starts walking off. The end. No, he yeah. hops on his horse and does the the ending from Shane. Does he leave? Oh yeah, it's yeah, like a silhouette off. of him on his horse, it? isn't it? Yeah. Oh man, I don't know He's if like, he dies or not. Mr. Snuffles, let's go. Let's go, Mr. Snuffles. And then does it end? And then the, we just get the, the like weird, a long the, cut scene of Ken walking through different yeah. things and mirages. Yeah, the credits and are rolling. Yeah, yeah, credits, credits are, rolling. are rolling, and he's he's in the desert. And the next thing you know, shit. there's this forest oasis, green like, and, and water <laughs> and everything. And he sees Julia going between the plants and everything. And then this goes on for like an hour and a half, and then it gets to the end of this. <laughs> this <laughs> About this, as long as the whole movie. Yeah. And, <laughs> And like then it just fades away and he's still walking through the desert and you don't actually you kinda you don't know whether it's all in his head, whether it was just a mirage or an illusion, or he actually did walk through it and he was just seeing Julia. What, what the and hell? You, you don't get it because Julia was in the scene just before. It was like, all it, a dream. Didn't go anywhere, so mm. also you keep saying Enya and singing Deep Forest. Deep yeah. Forest, thank you. Thank you, it's Deep Forest. I apologize, it is Deep Forest. It is <laughs> yeah. not sail away. <laughs> I'm just trying to inject some depth into this, Scott. <laughs> All right, Fist of the North. Get your nineties uh, new age music, correct, <laughs> Sam? This I don't need to inject any. Are you suggesting that Fist of the North Star has no subtext? I won't hear of that. Yeah, there's lots of subtext, but it's pretty bad. Fist of the North Star is probably. Oh, by the way, that was the end of the film. Yeah, the end. <laughs> that was the end of the film. Uh, so, Fist of the North Star. Um, Hokuto no Ken. Hokuto no Ken, uh, the Japanese title, which uh, literally means 
no Ken. And it doesn't actually contain Ken because it's Kenshiro. And he's actually the Fist of the North Star. Okay. Mm. Now, this, this movie is probably going to show up curated in a museum sometime in the future. As, <laughs> oh, it will be. As an example of... Uh, what not to do? To the planet. <laughs> what not to do. I don't know. I, like, I, so, did you, any of you actually like this film? I kind of liked a lot of it, but I hated a lot of it Oh, too. look, when I first saw it, there was nothing else like it. For the simple fact that the extreme violence in this... I don't think the extreme violence in this anime has been... I don't want to say matched, but like the, the, you know, at the time there was nothing like it. Do you know what I mean? Like now you watch something like, uh, uh, what's that? Devil man cry baby. Yeah. Like that shit, you know, that, that, that's just taking a leaf out of, you know, fist and all star or whatever. But at the time it was like, holy shit, you could either go and watch transformers or watch some guy's guts get come out of his stomach because he's just been cut out. Yeah. I, I, I've seen this, uh, ages ago around the time when it came out and then, um, I got it on a hard drive and I've watched it a few times while I've been at work and I got to say I appreciate it more now than um than I did back then and it's when you come to get it and watch it and have these sessions like this that we find out that it is from a manga it is mixed together all bits and pieces because like Nathan was saying when you watch these back then you didn't have this correlation you didn't know you just thought that's how it was you yeah. thought it was a movie like yeah. movies come out you don't have to be familiar with the goddamn like that, other things at that point. Yeah, that, that's my main problem with it is because it's cut together, the, the storyline itself doesn't flow I think, as well. No, it's not. It's, the pacing is terrible. Mm. I, I think this, this, was a, uh, this is how they wanted to make the movie. It's like, I think you just needed to know what was going on. And that's... Yeah, like I think you mentioned it, that Ren, like the character of Ren, the, like the laser dude, he's like, he, he doesn't serve any purpose in this film. It's like, yeah, but I bet you in the manga he's got like a whole arc like that he does. Yeah, like in the... Um... In the uh, uh, the live action movie of it, there's um, Raoul is not anywhere in it. It's all just Shin and Ken, yeah, but, and Jenny. Yeah. There's no Raoul, so it's like you know, like uh, that. This is obviously another movie for another time, but um, yeah, it, just like some of this movie was like you could have the whole thing going between Shin and, and Ken. And because they're the two main protagonists, but then it's, it's big focus is Raoul. That's the new word, by the way. Pro- protagonist. That's protagonist and antagonist put together. It is a fucking amazing word. That is the best word you have ever come up with. Hey, the US. Protagonist. The US. The US Western. What was the US Western? US. 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 Protagonist. It's the good guy who is also the bad guy. I want to make a point that I purchased this DVD a while ago in a small kiosk in the middle of a shopping center, so it's uh, probably a bootleg. And the Still options... Still had not opened it. There no, were no options for... The anything. options were play. <laughs> the options was play. Um, it, uh, I think we were lucky to get that. <laughs> at least it was a good... Tra- a fairly decent It wasn't bad. It wasn't too shaky or anything, but I thought the backgrounds and some of the like still animation were quite good even though it was very it was very dark but I think that was was the transfer there was one scene where there was no background it was just foreground it was them (laughs) in the dungeon in the dungeon but like 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 some of the buildings and all that 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 looks cool like the the big cruise ship in the building all that that shit in the background that looks cool okay so is there any move you would want yes you guys go around first I've got mine (laughs) alright I'll go first first. if I was gonna have to choose any move any singular move yes it would be laser fingers that's pretty good. Yeah, I would prefer laser fingers over all of the others. But if I had to choose something that was non-violent, I would choose the ability to have a giant forehead. 
<laughs> you, you have that ability right now. Yeah. You look like uh, Jet Li in What's Fun Time in China. You have the biggest forehead in the world. Anyway, yeah, that's, yeah. that's mine. Laser fingers. Right. There, I, I, there's a scene when they're fighting uh, Jaggy's men. Like, yeah. he's fighting Jaggy's men while Jaggy's fighting, uh, like, Fist of North Star Ken. And there's a scene where he slices a dude. Oh. And he puts them from one side of the screen to the other, and it's so cool. He like slices in sections. Them. Yeah, in sections, and they just sort of move to the side. Merge the screen almost. actually splits, yeah. and then it slots in. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, real cool. cool. Anyway, uh, I have two. Okay, I would like to drive a car downstairs. <laughs> and the other one, I just forgot. So I'll come back to me, and I'll, I'll, I'll have a think about it. Oh come on! You got to get exploding head touch. <laughs> wake up in the morning, touch someone. I don't want to. I don't want to wake up every morning. My bed explode underneath me. That's a lot of beds. <laughs> hey man, you, you got go the whole the trans- planet. You just walk around and find a new one. You go to the Doesn't transport matter. authority. I'm gonna need to sign what? Excuse me. Bing. <laughs> Boom. I get you. I feel it. I feel it. I guess for me it'd have to be um, the able being able to um, manipulate space and time, and, and like when someone tries to make me turn into a 15 story. <laughs> <laughs> Gigantic humanoid looking creature and yeah. Like. Yeah, everybody's changing size the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> With a shirt that says free hugs. <laughs> I got the other one. Uh, I want to pull whips out of my head. You want to pull whips out of oh, your yeah. head? Yeah. That are, yes. I wouldn't mind a floating horse too. <laughs> I only got one move and uh, it's whenever I walk against the wind, I want my eyes to be completely encased in darkness and then when I open them, I just want to hear this <laughs> twing. Brilliant light coming out of your eyes. <laughs> oh, it would just be like, you've got my attention. You've got my attention. Oh, uh, uh, there was one other move that would be really good, just to be able to walk through a building. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> just walk through it. Not, not like you're like a ghost, but like it just is falling on you and just breaking up and you're just walking into it like it's nothing. Like you're walking through a spiderweb or something? Yeah, it's like, mm, get the spiderweb out of my face. But the spiderweb is like, ugh, yeah. the building's just... <laughs> So it's interesting doing these because, like I said off air before, like we're not really focusing on co- what camera work or choreography. It's animation, voice acting, and music. So yeah. it's just something different. I have to say, I reckon the this movie, as far as animations go, holds up pretty well. Yeah, it's not bad. I was expecting it to be way worse than like my memory of it is pretty good, and I thought there's no way that it would it be actually holds up. Yeah, but it. It wasn't no, too bad. But, you know, I actually yeah. think a lot of 80s animation, like whether it's an, uh, an anime right through to the Western stuff we've seen, like G.I. Joe, Transformers and so, is actually a lot better than some of the stuff we've got today. I don't care how smooth your CGI graphics are. Well, they actually animate it. That's the difference. Yeah, it's right. hand-drawn animation for the most part back in the 80s. I think what dates this the most is because they've, even though it's like post-apocalyptic, they've gone for contemporary like hairstyles and stuff like that. So the shoulder pads. Ninety percent of these people either had a mullet or a mohawk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. face it. That dates it. Whereas you watch something like Ninja Scroll, it doesn't date Peri- as much. It's period. It's period, it's period specific though. Yeah, that's right. Whereas this is. Although it does have that this and, and Ninja Scroll because I think it's nineties. It's not the same thing, but it's a little bit outside of that. It's more modern anime, but it, but um, because of its early eighties like history. Fist of the North Star history. It's got that early '80s like anime look. Mm. Like they, they look a certain way. They're Dragon yeah. Ball-y. They're drawn, so yeah, yeah. They're drawn in a certain way. They do have that style. Yeah. Which is not the style that I necessarily like, but I still like. There's sort of a, a period jump. I like. I personally like the Ninja Scroll era, the the Cowboy Bebop, the Ghost in the Shell kind yeah. of era. Yeah. You move to now and it's too Moe blobby. 
Like, yeah. Big, the eyes have gotten too big. It's been stylized too much. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get you. There's, there's a point where the actual, the art gets in the way of the story, where you don't yeah. kind of get drawn into it anymore. You're kind of like, oh. Well, yes. I, like, I, I had a little bit of insight with this, because um, an ex I had, had a um, 15-year-old girl who was right into anime, and that, that was the type of stuff that they liked. Like, her and her friends would get into, so she'd watch all this shit, and... It was the shows, like, there was one about a volleyball team. It was her favourite. Was that Haikyuu? It could be. I'm, I can't mm. remember it off the top of my head. But the animation for all the shows they watched was particularly all the same. They yeah. all, you know, they all had a similar style. They all had similar clothes. They were all, you know, based in a, a, a more um, contemporary now setting. It wasn't like, if there was a little bit of fantasy stuff, it was it had to be a certain show. Yeah. And that that's the whole thing. I think it's, it's appealing to a certain age bracket. Yeah. Oh, I, I have to say, while we were watching this, a few of us made some remarks. Whenever somebody was delivering some kind of dialogue, there'd be anime action lines behind them. Like, they wouldn't actually be happening in the scene. They'd just be like, oh my god! And then there'd just be lines behind them, kind of flying around. So that uh, that was Fist of the North Star, a great episode for anime. Yay! Our hopefully ongoing special doesn't mean that you're going to get anime all the time. It just means that we're going to have different themes. Hopefully, we'll we'll do another one for anime, and then we'll move on to something else. Mm. I don't think we'll do another theme. Like you've talked about Chow Jun Fat, Chow Jun Fat, and I. Th- oh, you can't say that now. We revealed it. We can't. I've, use also, it. I've also thought of Kai Jun. Yeah, I was thinking of Kai July. Yeah. Okay, July. Yeah. Get ready for them, folks, coming up soon. But no, I, don't, I just I don't want to do too many themes. Yeah, let's not do too many themes. We'll surprise you because we surprise ourselves. Thanks, Rock, Rocktober. Thanks, Rocktober. <laughs> What's Rocktober? Uh, Detroit Metal City and various other music-based anime. Leg- Legend October the Fiend. Leg- oh, oh, see what it did there? Did oh. you have to warm up before that stretching or what? <laughs> Thanks, folks. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Good All right, guys. Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? This is the greatest thrill of my life. I'm king of the world. Woohoo! Woohoo! I. Ah! Ooh, 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 ooh.